Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 119 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Great to have you here today. Now, before we dive into today's juicy topic, I have a special invitation for you. If you are listening to this episode around the time that it is being released uh, in June 2022, I have a special invitation for you to join me for a free masterclass or webinar, you might refer to it as. Sack Them or Save Them is a free webinar that I'm running on the 28th of June, where I'm going to walk you through how to deal with any kind of problem employee you might have on your team without drama even if you feel like you've tried everything to turn them around. We're going to look at if it's possible to turn your particular employee from your current problem child into your next top performer. And more importantly, I'm going to share with you the five biggest mistakes that business owners are making when it comes to leading and managing their teams and what you can do instead to avoid those very mistakes. Now, we've run this masterclass before and it was a huge hit, very, very popular. We got wonderful feedback. And in fact, we had people like Tracy who joined that masterclass take the learnings that she came to the masterclass to get. She had a a real troublesome employee on her hands and she's since been in touch with me to let me know that she did the actions that I taught her to do in the masterclass and she's actually turned the situation around. She got to the bottom of what was going on and that problem child is actually now not only a productive member of the team, but they're really engaged. They're able to rely on that person and they've totally turned it around. And it was what she learned in the masterclass that helped her identify what the issue was and what action she needed to take. And of course, most importantly, she took the action. So if you'd like to get similar results and be able to remove some headaches from your business and your team, I would love you to join me for the masterclass. There's a link in today's show notes, or you can just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash masterclass, register there. It's totally free. And I look forward to you joining me on the 28th of June. Now, Let's get into today's episode, shall we? So today on episode number 119 of the podcast, we are talking about something I just alluded to, actually. I want to share with you the three biggest mistakes that I see business owners make when it comes to their teams based on my experience and my observations working with businesses on all things HR for more than 20 years now. So many of you who are regular listeners to the podcast know that I have a particular passion for working with small to medium-sized businesses, businesses who have staff and want to have staff and need to have staff in order to be successful and continue to grow and build and serve their customers and their clients and do the amazing things they do in the world, but aren't large enough to want or need an internal HR manager. And in my opinion, Unless you've got 50 plus employees in your business, you don't need internal HR. And in fact, it could actually be counterproductive to what you need in your business. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that topic actually next week on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. But I'm really passionate about small business. I grew up 
around small business. I've shared on the podcast before the fact that I grew up in my grandfather's timber factory, literally playing with sawdust. Um, and he had a great team. And I really observed from a very young age what it looks like to have a loyal team, to lead staff well, and how impactful small business can be on not only our economy, but our society. Now, if you um, if you haven't heard this story before, if you grew up going to a public school in New South Wales in the 70s and 80s, um, sort of you know, timing-wise, I'm a bit fuzzy on it, but you will remember this is, for those youngsters listening to the podcast, there was a time when we didn't have smart boards or whiteboards in the classroom. We didn't even have overhead projectors. We had a chalkboard. And if you were at a public school in New South Wales during that era, you will recall that the teachers used to use timber meter-long rulers to draw shapes or, you know, make markings on the chalkboard. And they used to use set squares made out of timber to create, you know, circles and all of those kind of things. All of those products were manufactured by my grandfather's business, all made in Western Sydney by this small team of hardworking, loyal staff. So I've literally grown up in, in and amongst small businesses, and I know that small business can make a huge impact. Small businesses do amazing things, and I think small businesses are incredibly important to our economy and our working lives more generally. I also know, having worked with businesses for so long now, especially small businesses, people prefer to work for small business. Sure, some people do go and chase the corporate for a period of time in their career, but 99% of people would rather work with a small business. So I love working with small businesses on everything to do with their teams, but I guess in the last 10 years, especially when I've really focused on helping small businesses grow amazing teams, I've noticed a few themes that tend to pop up. I've noticed that there's certain things that continue to be challenging for business owners and for leaders in small business. And I wanted to talk to you about these things and these themes today because quite often when I say to a business owner that I'm working with, here's the issue, it's like, a, I don't want to say a slap in the face in the most kind way possible, but it's like an epiphany that it was right in front of them and it was so obvious what's going on, but you just can't see it when you're in the weeds and when you don't know what you're looking for. And when I share with them that actually the problem is this, it's like a light bulb moment for them that they can all of a sudden see with clarity what the problem is. And guess what? It's usually not that hard to fix. So if as I'm talking through these mistakes, and I, I know mistakes comes with, with some negative connotations, but they're just things that we don't know that we don't know, right? So if you're listening today and you're thinking, oh, this is a little familiar, I want you to know that you're not alone. The reason I know these are the three biggest mistakes is because I see them over and over again with different businesses. So I know they're really common. And the good news I want to share with you before we get into them is they are fixable. Every one of these has a simple solution. So to give you an overview of what we're going to be talking about, the three biggest mistakes that I see business owners make come down to expectation issues, what we tolerate, and the perception or the belief that we need to do this all on our own. And when I say do this all on our own, the HR, the people management, the knowing all the things. 
they're the three common themes that I see come up that cause the biggest challenges when it comes to growing an amazing team. Because the thing is, you can't have a business that gives you all the success that you seek and no one's going into business because they want to fail. We want success and also give you any sense of freedom without being tied to your business 24-7, 365 days a year without the right team. Not just any team, the right team for your business. So having a team, growing a team, leading a team is imperative to having a business that is both successful and doesn't consume your entire living life. So let's dive into them and talk about them. But I just want to reiterate, if it sounds familiar, I don't want you to feel guilty or ashamed or, you know, terrible in any way. You are not alone. And in fact, I've experienced some of these things because we've all got 2020 vision in hindsight, right? (laughs) It's easy in hindsight. So let's dive into the first one. You've got an expectation issue on your hands. This, I mean, I could do a whole podcast on a whole podcast series on this topic. Expectation issues are huge and this can show up in a number of different ways. The first way an expectation issue can show up is that you yourself are not clear in your own mind about what your expectations are of your team. Now, this might be of your team as a whole or of an individual employee or a particular role within your business. But if you're not clear about your expectations, how on earth do you expect your team to be clear about what's expected of them? Common sense, right? But in business, being clear is sometimes actually not that easy because we are so busy spinning all the plates and doing all the things and just taking the next step forward or putting out the next biggest fire. (laughs) I know that sounds familiar, but I know for so many of you, it's just constantly putting out fires. So it's really hard to get that clarity. But without clarity about what your expectations are, you've got no chance of your employees meeting those expectations. And so that might mean taking a step back, stepping away from your business for a few hours or a day to get some real clarity. Even if you've got clarity, though, have you actually communicated those expectations to your team? Because if you haven't, again, what chance have they got of meeting your expectations? And this can come down to the fact that we just assume our people know because it seems common sense to us. It might be that we... um, we think that they think like us and they don't because it's not their business. We, we think we've made it clear. Maybe we have communicated, but we haven't communicated clearly or, we, or effectively. The message has been lost in translation, possibly. And the third way this can show up is that we have the wrong expectations. Our expectations are not realistic of the person or the position. And this reminds me of my favorite Jim Blossom song, Hey Jealousy, where the line says, if you don't expect too much from me, you might not be let down. If you expect your receptionist to be performing at the level of a general manager, likelihood is you're going to feel that your expectations are not being met because they won't be, and you're going to feel let down by that. But actually, it's not your receptionist's fault. It's your expectation that is the issue. If your expectations are unrealistic, you've got an expectation issue on your hands. Now, I'm not saying that you should expect poor performance or that you should lowball your expectations. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you do need to have realistic expectations. This can often come down to sometimes we expect our team to do things 
as well as us and as quickly as us, but they aren't us. So sometimes it's a matter of expecting that it's going to take them a little longer, especially in the beginning. So the first big mistake that I see business owners make centers around some form of an expectation issue, whether it's clarity, whether it's communication, whether it's unrealistic expectations, there's always something in the mix around expectations. The second big mistake comes down to what we are willing to tolerate. And this is a really, really hard one sometimes because especially in small business, I know many of you feel like you want to create a bit of a family atmosphere at work. You want to treat your people really well. And and I absolutely do think you should treat your people well. But in the process of doing that, we often end up putting up with things that we don't want to or shouldn't or that really get under our skin and we tolerate them. And tolerating things that are not in keeping with what we want in our business sends a direct message to our staff that not only is it okay, but we're encouraging that behavior or that performance standard. And the name of who uh, this quote comes from escapes me at this moment, but the quote that I'm thinking of is, you get what you demand and you encourage what you tolerate. You encourage what you tolerate. So if you're tolerating performance standards or behaviors that are not in keeping with what you want in your business, you're actually encouraging them to continue. And I see this play out over and over and over again, because we don't want to be mean. We don't want to be nasty. We just don't want to have to have the conversation because it seems so petty or we don't want to, maybe if we just put up with it, it'll go away. Hot tip, it'll never go away. (laughs) It's never going to go away. So we tolerate too much. And then what ends up happening, of course, is we put up with it, we put up with it, it gets worse and worse and worse. And one day we finally snap and say something. And quite often there's a bit of emotion attached to that conversation. But what does the employee see in that scenario? The employee sees the fact that we're responding to this tiny little last change in their behavior or the last time that they did this thing. And so our reaction, because we were in fact reacting to the entire compound of this change and the length of time that it's been going on, in our employee's mind, our reaction seems overreactive for the specific issue that we're talking to them about because we've tolerated it for so long that clearly it was fine, but clearly it wasn't fine. So this could be performance standards based, this could be behavior based, and in fact, Performance standard and behavior-based applies to all three of these things, but we tolerate too much and we encourage what we tolerate and it sends our people the wrong message. And the longer we tolerate it, the harder it is to reel it back in and get things back where we want them to be. So mistake number two comes down to what we are willing to tolerate. And mistake number three, and we all fall into this trap, is that we think we need to do it all ourselves and we don't get help, and we certainly don't get support ahead of a need to have any help. Because of course, if it gets to the point where you need help, you've got a problem on your hands. But what about if you proactively sought out or seeked out support before you had a problem, and you avoided having problems with your team to begin with? That sounds like a kind of nice scenario, doesn't it? 
When we're in business, especially when we own our own small business or we're working with a small business, there is this perception that we have to figure everything out ourselves. We have to DIY everything in the business. And I want to challenge you about why you feel that way. A great example I've got of this is uh, when I, a couple of years after starting my consultancy practice, I was about eight months pregnant with my, I think it was my second child actually, and I decided that being an expert bookkeeper was definitely an essential skill I needed (laughs) to successfully run my business. Now, my business was turning over multiple six figures at this time. Why, Why on earth with I think I had seven or eight staff at the time and a full load of clients and continually growing year on year. Why on earth I thought that that was a smart use of my time? In hindsight, I have zero clue. Yes, I'm very capable with numbers. I am good with numbers. I have a skill for that. I understand them and I wanted as as a business owner, of course, to continue to understand them. A thousand percent, I should have been just outsourcing to a good bookkeeper instead of trying to become an expert in that in my business. And it's the same with our people management, with our human resources, with our hiring, anything to do with our team. Why we feel the need to figure this out on our own baffles me sometimes. Let me ask you this question. Do you get a mechanic to service your car or do you service your car yourself? Do you get a tax agent or an accountant to do your end-of-year tax return or do you try and figure it out yourself? I'm pretty sure I know the answer to both of those questions. So why do we feel differently about other areas of our business like HR, like social media, like web design? It is strange to me that we feel like we need to do all of these things ourselves. And yet I know it's a reality and I see it not only in my clients, but I've certainly fallen into that trap. Like I said, myself, the thing is this, you didn't get into business because you love HR, because you want it to be an expert on the fair work act and ensure your business was always compliant because you know how to hire staff. Well, because you're an excellent interviewer, because leadership is your bag. You got into business because you love what you do and you had a passion for it. And if you're working in a small business, you probably joined that business because you've got a passion for it or a skill in that area. But no one has inherently got that knowledge unless they're a HR practitioner because that's what we do. So the third biggest mistake that I see business owners make is not only not getting help when they need it and waiting for things to really get to quite a catastrophic level before they seek help. But even before that, getting support in this area in your business to avoid problems in the beginning. Now, I don't know about you, but if I could avoid my car breaking down by getting it serviced regularly, I think that's a good plan. (laughs) And it's the same with our people. You do not have to go it alone when it comes to HR for your business or for the business that you're working in. There is support available. There are options out there. And in next week's episode, I'm going to really unpack what those options look like. But I just wanted to plant that seed because so often when people come to a HR practitioner for help, it's when things are at a pretty catastrophic level and it might be just with one employee or it might be with their team as a whole. And they come to us stressed, overwhelmed, sometimes upset. Tears are not uncommon. (laughs) 
with an unfair dismissal claim on their hands or with a situation that's been going on and on and on that they haven't dealt with or because they've hired the wrong person they don't know how to backtrack and get out of it. They come to us when the problem is advanced. But investing earlier would have been a cheaper on almost every occasion, but also so much more positive to deal with that scenario because the troubles don't turn up. So they are the three biggest mistakes that I see business owners and managers within small business make when it comes to their people. They have an expectation issue. They tolerate too much and they think they need to do it all themselves and don't get help when they need it or the support to avoid needing it to begin with. Now, I mentioned earlier in the episode that I'm running a a masterclass on the 28th of June. So if you're listening to this episode just as it's going live, I wanted to let you know because in that masterclass, not only am I going to share with you the different types of problem employees you might find in your business and what to do about them, the exact action steps you need to take, I'm also going to go deeper into these mistakes. In fact, I'm going to talk about the five biggest mistakes that I see business owners make. And I'm going to go deeper and I'm going to share with you how to go about avoiding these mistakes, how to go about getting clear about your expectations and making sure they're communicated, how to deal with how to tolerate things. And of course, I'm going to go into the options when it comes to DIYing your HR. So if you'd like to go a little deeper with me on these issues and to find out more, just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash masterclass or click the link in today's show notes and join us for the masterclass. It is the last time I'm going to run this particular training session for this year. So get in now so you don't miss out. So let's recap what we've spoken about today. After working with businesses for more than 20 years on their HR, there are some common themes that I see pop up, particularly around businesses and business owners that employ less than 30 staff or so in their business. And these are common themes and pain points that I see. If any of these sounded familiar to you today, or you're thinking, oops, I think I might be a little guilty of that, I want you to know that you are not alone. These are the biggest mistakes I see because they are the most common mistakes I see. So you are absolutely not alone. I have been guilty of some of these myself. And the good news is, of course, they are fixable and avoidable, most importantly. So the expectation issue what we tolerate from our teams, and the belief that we need to figure this out and know it all ourselves are the three biggest ones I see. And we're going to go deeper, as I mentioned, on those in the masterclass. So do make sure you register because I'm really keen to see you there on the masterclass um, and to be able to unpack these with you further. So just again, peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash masterclass or click, click the link in today's show notes. All right, that is a wrap for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been great to have you here today. And I look forward to chatting to you again next week when we're going to unpack the small business HR options that are available for you. All right, have a great week, everyone. And I'll chat to you again next week on the People Powered Business Podcast. 